Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, you're listening to Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where this week we're reviewing Pig Plus, cover off all the latest movie and trailer news. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And this episode, we're going to talk Pig, starring Nicolas Cage. Pig is about a truffle hunter who lives an isolated existence in the Oregonian wilderness, but he's forced to return to civilization and confront his past when his beloved foraging pig is kidnapped. Pig is written and directed by Michael Sarnowski, which is astonishingly his writing and directorial debut from a story by Sarnowski and Vanessa Block. The movie stars Nicolas Cage, Alex Wolfe and Adam Arkin. This film, Tim, is billed as being about a pig, right? Which sounds Mm. a bit strange. But really, it's about the power of food and how food and sharing a meal with someone can evoke emotions and memories and and bring people together. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. It's a film about what we value in life and why we do what we do Mm. and to challenge yourself and ask those questions of your vocation and see what answers there are. Like, do you enjoy it? Does it offer you value? Mm. Why do you do it? It's quite uh, poignant in a way that I was really not expecting of this film. Yeah, I agree. I'm also always fascinated by stories about people going off the grid. I've said this before when we talked about Land, Mm. the Robin Wright uh, movie. Yeah, the reasons behind why they go off the grid and become isolated and live in the wilderness. And and Nicolas Cage is like the ultimate hermit in this movie, isn't he? He's dishevelled living the simplest existence in this rundown cabin in the middle of the woods somewhere. Yeah, Nicolas Cage's character called Robin, it's, you know, he's reflective of a man who was so cut off from the world as a choice. Mm. You know, he doesn't want to develop relationships and, and the, the interactions that he has with people are simply transactional. You know, just those weekly food deliveries mm. just to keep him simply alive. 
he doesn't really communicate or interact with anyone. It's just there and gone and he's back in silence with him and his and his beloved pig. And it's just that one person that he has a connection with, that Amir who uh, supplies produce to high-end restaurants, buys truffles off him. I found Robin's life very simple and sad, mm. but I think it was mainly to us as the audience it, it came across as sad, but it wasn't sad for him because his life before that was portrayed as sad and how meaningless he came to realise that it was. And so I think you kind of like, you get to learn and understand that he is actually happy where he is, despite looking in, it's like he's so dishevelled and unwashed, like has he had a shower in 10 years, mm-hmm. uh, all, all those sorts of questions. But you might feel sad for him, but he doesn't, he's not sad in his circumstance. Did you get much out of the backstory of this character? I had a note saying I didn't get enough of the backstory. He's deliberately a mysterious character throughout most of the film and you unravel pieces of his history but it never really comes together do you think that matters was it still effective for you to invest in this character I I think it was it was enough but it definitely could have been more because the story takes really dark and unexpected turns doesn't it like Mm. it twists really and you being exposed to I guess without spoiling it it kind of takes you into the underbelly of the restaurant chef world doesn't it (laughs) which I thought was really strange it was really strange but I was so here for it I was like whoa what is going on where is this story taking us and there was so much mystery around the character of Robin and I wanted more so I'm going to agree that I wanted to understand who he was more and more and more and you didn't quite get enough I wrote the word mournful mm. down. This story is mournful and a bit out there. You know, we mentioned the underground fight clubs for restaurant workers, which were just mm-hmm. a bit strange. But it stays grounded in its characters, don't you think? Mm, yes. And the performances for sure. But the pace can be a bit slow. I found it slow to get started, but I was invested. And I'm going, why am I invested in this? Because it's really painfully slow going to get anywhere. But when it does, it subtly builds the tension until you get to the climax and the character's breaking point and what a breaking point it is. Oh, absolutely. And I think you, you're talking about the pace. Mm. You have a character in Robin where he doesn't overexert himself ever. Like mm. he's very tender. When you're watching him at the beginning of the film cooking and he's so gentle with the food and the produce, these dirty hands, this disheveled mm. costume, like his decrepit cabin and car and all these surroundings mm. – are kind of being taken over by nature. But violence had met Robin at every turn of this story as as the film progressed. But that wasn't his course of action. His was that of memory that you alluded to before and the power that holds in delivering the outcomes that he needed. So he leveraged memory, the power of that and food and the relationship with food and memory to get an outcome. And I found that very, very fascinating and, and complex all at once. Another fascinating element of the way the movie is structured is that it's divided into chapters that are named after dishes. Yes. What did you think about that? Oh, I thought that was really nice. I love when a film decides to be a little bit creative in segmenting things out. There's a lot behind it. Mm. You know, you can interpret it in many, many ways. I thought that was a really nice, really nice way of doing it. You're kind of going down the menu in a restaurant, but that menu is this this story of Robin and it was... uh, Deeply fascinating, to say the least. And it's all done with really sparing dialogue, isn't it? Especially with Nick Cage, which is in keeping with his character, you know, that downtrodden, quiet, repressed attitude that he has towards his life. 
But when the characters do speak, it's loaded with meaning and philosophical insights. I would say almost poetic at times, Mm. which I leaned into because they weren't speaking normally, whatever that means. It kind of had deeper meaning behind it, like you said. And I thought that was a really interesting way to write these characters. There's this really great line of dialogue that says we don't get a lot of things to really care about. And it's delivered at the end of this stirring monologue of Robin's old colleague whose signature food has become deconstructed pretentiousness, like so much Mm. food these days, you know. It's a moving message and it really resonated with me. I found his performance, that chef, right, quite unhinged. It reminded me (laughs) of like a Stanley Kubrick sort of written scene. Yeah, that grin passed it on his face and it just doesn't move, but you can see it cracking. Yeah, he was cracking right in front of our eyes. And Robin, Nicolas Cage's character, didn't really have to do much. He was kind of egging him on. Mm. And he was alluding to the fact that that was his mental state Mm. at the end of his culinary career before he fucked off into into the wilderness. And I found that a very odd but fascinating, oh, sinister, creepy sort of scene. And I loved it. Mm. creepy sinister i don't know if i got that out of that scene it was just very matter of fact Mm. which is how robin is he's delivering all these lines in a really not robotic just very matter of fact almost defeated way but still really insightful yeah and what is uncovered about robin's character throughout who by the way is just brilliantly played by Nicolas Mm. cage i kind of want to talk about his performance but it's about how a person's reputation can never be lost and that's the only thing that these people seem to remember him by was his reputation like when his name was said everyone had this really consistent reaction of awe and terror Mm -hmm. as well and intrigue about his return into this underbelly of of chefs of your career and and accomplishments what does that really mean and what value does that really hold and i just found that concept really fascinating do you want to talk about the performance let's get on to the performances nick Cage delivers one of his best performances of his career here. There's a lot of talk about that online. It's true. We're used to seeing this wild rage from him on screen, you know, call it cage rage. Mm -hmm. But he really subverts the expectations here and shows restraint and, and demonstrates that restraint can build a different kind of rage, you know, one born of desperation. I think. Mm, mm. It seems like that he was probably at one point in his life very much like the rage that you saw in other characters around him. Mm. But he was very subdued. He was almost at peace with that rage. And then what he did with that rage, how did he use it Mm. to his advantage uh, to other people? And I I agree. This is one of his best performances in in a very long time. I think Nick Cage delivers a a really great physicality Mm. to to this performance. I mentioned before how he handled the food, you know, the the pastry of the pie he made at the beginning of the film. Yeah. It's very particular choices that he makes and and with his overall aesthetic, it just delivered such a dynamic performance that only Nick Cage could ever deliver, I think. Oh, yeah. He's utterly captivating. I just, I really wanted him to wash his face. And there's obviously a creative reason for why he didn't, you know, he gets knocked around, he's bloodied, he's bruised, he's filthy from living out in the woods. I was just like, oh, wash his face. But I think it was a deliberate choice not to do that until he'd found his pig. He was wearing the scars Mm. of what had happened until he could find and be reunited with his pig. And visually that portrayed a really unique juxtaposition 
between his rugged, bloody, disheveled self within this very primo, upper-class restaurant world. Yeah. These really rich people around, these beautiful fabrics and tables and delicate degustation, and there was Mm. this, like, old man with blood all over him sitting there enjoying a meal. It was just very odd. Yeah. I also want to talk about Alex Wolfe, who we've seen recently in Old and and Jumanji. His character, Amir, is grappling with a lack of respect from his father. He's got this whole daddy issue thing going on (laughs) and his whole persona is built on being the best and proving that he's the best and earning that respect from his father, which doesn't come. He's got the best car, he's got the best clothes, he's got the best state of mind, he's the best in the restaurant supply business and that played against Nicholas's Cage's character who's just so worn down was impressive. Like they had a great dynamic together and Alex Wolf delivers a performance equal weight of Nicolas Cage, I think. Yeah, because you had Nick Cage who was the straight man in, in the equation mm. and you had Alex Wolf's character that drove the story. He had that crazy dynamic mm. about him and he almost mirrored what Robin's life was before he retreated into the wilderness. So you, he, he saw a lot of himself in his character as well. Mm. And uh, they were such a great pair on screen. The chemistry was was excellent. An element of Robin's character that I found really interesting mm. was that how he said he remembered every meal he'd ever cooked, mm. every customer. And yeah. again, it's kind of like, what what does that mean? What is that worth for you in your life? He kind of then ends up by going, and for what? Why do I remember? It's so important to me, yet these people are, see this as a transaction. They come and go and this merry-go-round, but he is so deeply committed mm. intimately to cooking for people, that meal, that memory, that experience, yet everyone shits all over him. I thought that was a really interesting concept that he so beautifully portrayed. Yeah, definitely. One thing that's also disconcerting, I guess, the juxtaposition in this film is the use of dark and light to show, you know, the dark evokes sorrow and how he's feeling in the world that he lives in. You feel the despair and the heartbreak in everything from Mm. his dishevelled appearance to the rundown cabin that we've mentioned to the dingy underworld of Portland that we've also mentioned And the coldness even of Amir's father's house, like the set design was fantastic in portraying all that emotion, all that that mournful, again, is the word that keeps coming to my mind. Yeah, I was was really fascinated by the set design. Yeah, the cinematography, the set design worked really well in establishing a very clear, distinctive tone. Mm. And I find that really quite astonishing in a debut writer-director in Michael Sarnowski that he was able to accomplish such a particular vision and how the camera moved the lighting of the wilderness just very green mm. and lush but juxtaposed with everything decrepit around him his car mm. his cabin i guess you would say everything was like quite rotten mm. in its set design and uncared for however again the food the produce how that was seen was just so lush and fresh even the way the camera moves throughout the scene, especially when the pig is stolen and the camera just moves in that really chaotic way that is so disconcerting and confronting. You follow as Robin gets hit in the head and then falls to the ground and the camera falls with him and it's just, it's very unsettling. And the squealing of the pig in the background, I was really heartbroken when the pig got stolen and it's a pig. (laughs) But, you know, they say that pigs have very soulful eyes and things. I was invested in the pig straight from the beginning. (laughs) 
<laughs> which is really important. The film's only 90 minutes, so you have to really establish that beautiful relationship that Nicolas Cage has with his pig. And I think it was just this really tender relationship. So then when the kidnapping happens, you are as impacted as, as he yeah. was at that time. Oh, now I've got like the sound of the squealing pig in my Aww, head. So I'm sorry. Thanks for taking me back to that place. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. Shall we wrap up Pig? Yes, let's wrap up this film. So Pig was a very unexpected film experience for me. It was much darker and more sinister than I would have thought a film about the kidnapping of a foraging truffle pig would be with a brilliant performance from Cage as a reminder of how bloody good he is. It was the mystery to the story and what it revealed under the layers it peeled back that had me so invested. So I'm going to rate Pig for Popcorn Kernels. Well, like a favourite meal with a lost loved one, Pig evokes a sentimental emotional response tinged with sweet sadness. The movie trusts the viewer to be empathetic in the search for a pig, a journey that's about much more than just a pig, and along the way delivers mesmerising performances and a message to love and live every moment. Nicolas Cage really does deliver a career best performance despite the simple script, but it's admirable in its restraint. I'm going to give Pig four out of five popcorn kernels. Beautifully put, as always, Lee. Mm, now, Pig is in Australian cinemas from September 16, pending lockdown restrictions. So, Tim, on to news. Photos have been shared by director James Wan from the set of the Aquaman sequel, The Lost Kingdom. Jason Momoa showed off his new darker stealth suit as well as the classic yellow and green suit, while Patrick Wilson is looking a little worse for wear as Prince Orm. He's doing his best castaway impression, isn't he, with straggly beard and trashed trousers. (laughs) Oh, God, that's a perfect way to describe what he looked like. Doesn't look bad, though. Like, come on. Jeez. Oh, those abs, doom, doom, do, 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 right (laughs) down his his stomach. Oh, my goodness. Damn. Yeah, I'd like to get castaway with him wherever he is. (laughs) What did you think of the new suit, Lee, the stealth version? I didn't love it, to be honest. It feels very Superman, but I mean, I guess that's the DC world. Yeah, he's of that world. I just love the classic look and I I appreciated the refreshed look that they did there. I'm not too keen on the stealth one, but the context behind this new suit is something that we don't know. So maybe Mm. once we understand more of the story and how it plays out in the film, it might make a lot of sense and we'll be, you know, cheering for it in, in our seats. So Aquaman The Lost Kingdom is aiming for a December 2022 release. It's trailers galore this week, Tim, with the Matrix Resurrections trailer dropping. The long-awaited fourth film in the groundbreaking franchise comes from visionary filmmaker Lana Wachowski and reunites original stars Keanu Reeves and Carrie-Anne Moss in those iconic roles that they made famous, Neo and Trinity. Oh, how good was it to see Neo and Trinity back together again? It was so good. I can hardly find the words, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, plot details are unknown, but we can assume and speculate a lot from this trailer, can't we? Mainly that they're going to be quite prominent in the film, which is what people were worried about. We were wondering if it was going to be just like a little cameo, but this this is oh. a film that seems to have a lot of Neo and Trinity and I cannot wait. And Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, he's definitely playing a younger Morpheus. Yeah. He he has to be. Those iconic round glasses, him fighting Kung Fu with Keanu Reeves. There's a lot of Mm. mirroring stuff that happened in the original Mm. that I'm like, he just has to be, although it's not explicitly noted. Speaking of mirroring stuff, you know, when we revisit franchises like this, often 
they just rehash the same story in a different way. And mm. I got flavours of that from the trailer that, again, it's going to have to convince Neo that he's the chosen one. I'm kind of disappointed in that. I hope that's not what it's going to be. I don't want to see the same story of having to convince him that he's the chosen one. I want to see something different. I'm with you and I hope and I have every confidence that Lana is not taking her audience as fools here and that she's going to have found a really compelling way to bring us and invite us back into the Matrix world. Okay. There were things like following the white rabbit on the arm, you know, all those sorts of things that happened in the first one. So I know what you think, but I'm hoping I'm holding on to hope that it's going to absolutely knock our socks off. Okay. Well, The Matrix Resurrections releases in the US in theatres and HBO Max on December 22, but will be exclusively in Australian cinemas on New Year's Day. Lee, we also got a trailer for the black and white A24 film, Come On, Come On, starring Joaquin Phoenix as a radio journalist who embarks on a cross-country trip with his young nephew. In under 10 years... A24 has become known for putting out some of the best thought-provoking and fascinating films of the last decade, haven't they? Midsummer, Mm. Moonlight, Lady Bird, The Lighthouse. I could go on and on and they're just getting better and better. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this film. So keep an eye out for A24's Come On, Come On, which will hit cinemas very soon. Another trailer we got this week, Tim, was for Last Night in Soho in acclaimed director Edgar Wright's psychological thriller, We see Eloise, an aspiring fashion designer who is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer, Sandy. But the glamour is not all it appears to be and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something far darker. Indeed it does. This trailer really lifted the curtain on the sort sort of Mm. film this is going to be and how creative and innovative it is. And I'm just getting more and more excited to see this movie. I love an Edgar Wright film. He's really creative and he does things that are out of the box, which I really, really love. So I can't wait to see it. Last Night in Soho stars Thomason McKenzie and Anna Taylor-Joy and will hit Aussie cinemas hopefully on November the 18th. Now, Disney's The Haunted Mansion remake has had some big casting waves this week with Owen Wilson and Rosario Dawson joining Tiffany Haddish and Lakeith Stanfield in the film. I find this really weird that they're remaking this, especially Mm. now that there's a Disney Plus version of The Muppets Haunted Mansion that's either out or coming out very, very soon. And so this news is kind of like, oh, well, I'm kind of more excited about the Muppet version. Like, why, why are they doing another one? But I love the casting. How can you possibly follow the Muppets? How could you possibly follow the Muppets? Sit down, move on. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of Disney Lee, the House of Mouse has announced it will release its remaining 2021 movies exclusively in cinemas. Ooh. This is the headline we love to read. So let's just cap off the films in question. So Eternals. The Last Jewel, West Side Story and Ron's Gone Wrong with Encanto hitting cinemas for 30 days and then moving to Disney+. Plus. Still on Disney, Tim, for those in Sydney and Melbourne who couldn't see it in the cinema, Free Guy will be coming to Disney Plus on September 29. Very exciting. It'll be at no extra cost, but you do need a subscription to the service. Lee and I are very excited to catch this film. It has eluded us for a while, so we will be tuning in for that one for sure. Well, Tim, that's it for another episode of Popcorn Podcast. We talked about Pig starring Nicolas Cage and Alex Wolf, And you can catch Pig in cinemas from September 16. And as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. We have a website. 
popcornpodcast.com. Make sure you check it out. We've got all our episodes up there for you to listen to. If you'd like to get to know us a little better, there's an About Us section and we run ticket giveaways. So keep an eye on the website for more information. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.